So we're going to talk about um, more about the bride and the bridegroom today. But we're going to talk about the ten uh, virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish, as the Bible says. Amen. And we know which ones we are. We are not foolish. Now, what, what, why were they five foolish and five wise? Because they refused to prepare. Now, the Bible says those who have an ear, let them hear. And so they were like some good Christians. They don't receive what the Spirit is saying for a specific time because we're used to everything going the way it usually goes. So when God changed uh, seasons, it's kind of hard to get in that flow. And so what you have to do is by hearing, you have to jump in. And when you hear, something has to be disturbed on the inside of you. And you, you know, you say, that's for me. And so the Bible says, those who have an ear, let them hear. And so God is doing something different in this uh, season. You know, the Lord explained it to me like this. He said, one cycle has, has ended and a new cycle has started. Amen. And so, see, that's supposed to see like right now, the anointing, I felt the anointing. See, that's supposed to be, do something to you because on the inside, something's supposed to grab what God is doing and jump in like you jump into the pool. Amen. And so you receive it, those who have an ear. God is doing something, I believe, that he's never done before because we've never been where we are. And so he wants us to prepare. And, you know, it's like prepare for what? Prepare for the end-time harvest. Amen? The harvest of souls. God does not want to send his bride out unprepared. Because if we have uh, issues, if we have uh, different things that's not right, and we do. The church has a lot of problems. You know, there's a lot of, um, especially, uh, what is that, uh, retaliation from um, other not Christ haters. Yeah. A lot of persecution going on, and people are going into hiding and not feeling free to serve and worship the Lord because of fear. That, and so God needs to, he's going to fix things. And we have to stay focused and we have to believe that he is going to come and fix things because he is. And when God starts to move his hand, you want to be right on the cutting edge of what he is doing. Amen. We don't want to be singing hymns and talking about I heard somebody was saying something. It was a current, and they were talking about something that's already happened, some move that's already happened. But, you know, we want to stay with what God is doing So because we want to reap the benefits. Amen? So these ten, ten virgins, five were wise. Why don't we go to Matthew 25? Amen. Five were wise. Five were not. And I believe this is a picture of the glorious church. Some will be ready and some won't just because they don't have a feeling. You know what I'm saying? They don't feel what's going on. See, you can't feel what's going on. You just got to, you have to um, understand with your heart. Amen. Not even with your head because we can't figure this thing out. But you have to know there's a knowing 
that comes on the inside of you and the Holy Spirit ministers to your mind and to your thought process and to your heart where you understand totally what's going on, although you don't know what it is. (laughs) Amen. And so, you know, these are just things that you have to get revelation on. God has to speak to each person. So, in preparing for the bridegroom, this is what these uh, ten virgins were doing. Amen. So let's see, Matthew 25, let's start in verse 1. And it says, Then the kingdom of heaven, and this is a parable, and the, the writer is saying this, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened, or like, the ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in in their vessels with their lamps. So number one, in reading that, I know that we have to be wise. We have to use wisdom. Amen. You don't go by what you feel. You can't go by a feeling in this, this last move of God. You have to go by what you know. You have to understand when the, the anointing is on a specific word or a specific move, you have to know that it's for you. And you jump in. Amen. And you partake. You know, because God's not just going to come and say, oh, this is for you. You have to know it's for you. Amen. And it says his, here in verse 5, it says, but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and sleep. See, we all always think God's not going to come. <laughs> but it says, but, you know, a wise uh, steward is always ready. Amen. Be ready. Hallelujah. Verse 6, it says, and at midnight a cry was heard. And it says, behold, and see that midnight is significant. God is a God of the midnight hours. See, it's never too late for him to show up. Amen. Whenever he show up, it's the right time. <laughs> it's the right time. <laughs> but while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Amen. Hallelujah. In other words, they put them in order, and they start to test them to see what's working, what's not working. They prepared them. Well, it was kind of late to be preparing, wasn't it? <laughs> but they kind of put them in order, amen, to see what the next move was. Amen. And it says, and the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Because, see, in putting them in order and preparing them, they found out that their lamps had burnt out. Amen. And, see, they were supposed to be ready. Be ready. And that's the word that you're going to keep hearing. And God is going to keep telling us the same thing until we get ready. And then we get ready, he'll give us the next move. Amen. Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, least there should be, there should not be enough for us and you. It says, But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, 
And those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. After the other virgins came, also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, As surely I say to you, I do not know you. Hmm. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Now, I want to capitalize on verse 12. It says, I don't know you. Seems like kind of a mean thing to say, wouldn't you think? You know, you're going to the, to, to the, to the bridegroom, and then because you're late and the door is shut, the wedding feast has started, and you knock on the door, and he looks and says, I don't know you. And see, I think the Lord is telling us that he wants that, that intimacy with him. Because if you're not intimate with God, he don't know you. Amen? See, that, that just goes to show you that this is a time to get intimate with God. Amen? Because you don't want him to say, I don't know you. Amen? And so, you know, we need to get intimate with God. We need to knock on the door of his heart. Cry out to him, whatever, however you communicate with God, now's the time. Because God wants to fix us. Amen? Hallelujah. Why does God want to fix us? Wouldn't you want to fix a kid that was on drugs or a kid that was confused, angry, or just acting out, not, you know, something's wrong? You want to fix them, you know, because you're their mama and their daddy. And this is something that's built on the inside of us. We want to fix our kids. Nobody wants confused kids. But these things happen. And when they do, we go for the juggler. It's like, eh, you know, amen. But thank God he doesn't rough us up. Some of us need it sometimes. But he's coming to fix his children. Why? Because he loves us. And he wants to fix us. Amen. He's repairing. He's fixing us by repairing our hearts. He's encouraging us by instilling our confidence, making our confidence stronger. He wants to teach us faith. Teach us how to have strong faith. Not just any kind of faith. He's trying to help us get ready. Amen. He's helping us. He's giving us the tools to get ready. He doesn't tell his children, will you be ready and not help us get ready? And, but we have to go to him. He is not going to come to us. We need to go to him in intimacy. Amen? For his bride. He's dealing with the bride. He's restoring the bride. He's taking care of her. But this can only be done by intimacy, a relationship. Because it's like this. When God wants to get to know you, he wants you to come to that secret place. He doesn't he, he don't want you to be um, a visitor. And this, this is why he told those virgins, I don't know you, because they were visitors. They didn't go to him. They didn't knock on the door of his heart enough for him to know them. Amen. So God wants us to be a habitators where he, we go and we sit at the foot of Jesus and he knows us. You know, because he knows our voice, because we know his. Amen. And so all you need to do is cry out to God and talk to him. I don't care if it's at your, your work site, on your job. If that's where you have time where you can talk to him, then that's where you meet him. And he'll meet you. See, this is the thing about 
this father of ours. He meets you anywhere. He doesn't care where you meet him. Amen. No place is too dirty. If you work in the coal mine, he's going to be there to talk to you. Amen. But he just wants to know your voice when you call upon him. And he just wants to get to know you so that he is not a foreigner to you and you're not a foreigner to him. Amen. Because he speaks all of our language. And he doesn't want to intimidate anybody, but he just wants us to know that he's coming to fix us. He's coming to fix situations. He's coming to fix those people that we care about. He's coming to fix things, amen? And so we need to get ready for his coming. Hallelujah. Now, see, some people are waiting for this big coming for Jesus to come back. He's coming to you personally, amen? You know, we don't know when the time is coming for, we, you know, we don't know anything about that. The tri- that's the tribulation, and uh, we're not talking about that. But he's coming to see you personally. Amen. And so he wants us to greet him. He wants us to be ready, you know, to receive. Now, when you get ready for God, because he's coming, you be willing to submit to his, him. Just submit. That's what it is. It's submit, submit, submission. It's not putting it off. You know, I don't want to, I, I'm not ready to talk to God, and I don't want to pray about this situation. God is over here, and my business is over here. It's not like that. He's your father. He wants you to talk to him. He wants to meet with you, and every day. Amen. Because he's a jealous God, and he wants you to give some things up, give him some time. Amen. You know, I believe this next move of God is going to be like this. What are you willing to give up? What are you willing to give up? Amen. Some TV. Amen. Some telephone time to get with God because he wants to fix you. He wants to do a great work. And I believe we're going to see the greatest work that we've ever seen. People are going to get healed. All they need to do is cry out to him. They're going to be reestablished. He's going to fix some businesses. I mean, God's going to do, he's going to have his way this year. Amen. And so we need, hallelujah, we need to let him do whatever he wants to do. He's going to fix relationships. We're going to see some things that's going to blow our mind. But you know what we're going to do? Receive it and keep marching. Receive it and keep marching. Amen. Don't have our minds blown. Because we've already been warned. And Amen. And God is going to have his way he's going to do great and marvelous things and see a lot of people are looking at this like doomsday but you know this is what the lord is saying in this hour he's saying this is not a rebuke amen this is not a rebuke but sometimes when a new uh, cycle comes in, it feels like scary, like we've not come this way before. And so it may be something that I, I'm afraid of or I can't handle. This is not a rebuke. This is a blessing. God's going to bless his people. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something else. He's going to bless some people you don't even think deserve to be blessed. <laughs> so don't be hating. <laughs> Just say, well, you know, God... Bless their soul. (laughs) But you know what? The hiding, this is what the Lord is saying. No more hiding from him. Amen. Amen. He wants pure submission. 
And when you have pure submission, you, you pray and you spend time with him without shame, without running from him anymore, saving him for later. He wants to visit with you wherever, wherever you are. He wants you to spend some time with him. Amen. He's going to fix what's wrong in our lives. Amen. Where we trust him with very little. He's saying, trust me with your very life. Amen. That's what time we're living in. Hallelujah. Intimacy without distractions. Turn the TV all the way off. Amen. Hallelujah. See that? They they know. <laughs> Set aside some time and say, now see, for some of us, this ain't foreign. But I think for even the people who, you know, the ones that we do set aside a time for God, he wants more. Amen. This is not a time to pull back, but this is a time to even give him more of our time. Submission without shame. And that's where we are. Not being in a hurry, but enjoying the time that you spend with God. Amen. Because he wants to restore the bride so that we can be transformed into royalty. He's trying to make us royal. You, you'll hear a lot of jargon, religious people, oh, I'm highly favored, blessed by the Lord, and I'm his, this, and that. But do you live it? Do you walk in it? No, we don't. Amen. But I'm telling you, God is preparing us for royalty. You know, He wants to take his bride now. He wants to do it now. But he knows that we can't take a whole lot of stuff we got following us. We can't take it with him. Because royalty, you know, like Esther, she was, um, she took Vashti's place, I think, Queen Vashti. But there was a preparation period of a year. And God wanted, he favored her. Now listen, you've heard of the Amos 9.13 season, and it's a season of favor. Amen. And that's where Esther was. God favored her. And so because he favored her, he wanted to put her, his, his power and his glory on her. This is about power and glory, the power and glory of God. But he couldn't do it before she was ready. She had to prepare to carry what he was going to put on her. Amen. And that's where we are. And that, this is why you're hearing people say, get ready, because he is not going to put his power. See, it's like this. God is imparting. It's like this. I impart to you the power to lay hands on the sick. And I impart to you uh, the spirit of evangelism, that you don't back down and you, you know, pull the people into the kingdom of God. And see, it's like when that happens, God is going to shower and this is what's going to go on. But we got to prepare for that. Because it's not going to be like we do now when we feel like, minister, this is what we're going to do. That's going to be our job. Amen. Because the harvest is ripe. And, it, and we're going to go out. You know how that machine that goes out and collects that corn? It's, we're going to be raking in the, <laughs> bringing in the sheaves, whatever. You know, raking them in. And see, to do that, we have to carry power on us. Because it's going to be like something we've never, ever witnessed before. Amen. It's not going to be a little evangelism here and a little evangelism there. Passing out tracts here. It's not going to be any of that man-made stuff. 
But this is going to be uh, uh, the power and the glory that is uh, from head to toe. Like that oil that ran down Aaron's beard. We're going to be covered. And I'm telling you, that's the white robe. That's the, the, that's the wedding dress that the bride, that the virgin is wearing. And we're going to wear it like a white robe because purity has to come out of these visits with God. He's looking for purity. When we get done, we will be the bride, amen, that carry the power. And that's why that dagger is under her wedding dress. See, it's like this, um, I'm pure, but I'm dangerous. And that's what God is doing, amen. And so we, we have to carry this thing I'm telling you. God is putting this on air, and it's not just, it's kids, children. They're going to carry this because most of them already have that on them, but we're going to be fully endued. You know, that we're going to carry God's power in the fullness. In other words, the fullness of God is going to cover us. You know, the Bible says in Joel 2, he says, um, what's that in Joel 2? Uh, in Joel 2, when it talks about, um, yeah, the ark, well, yeah, but let me see, where is, what is that? I forgot. Hmm. Yeah, yes, pouring out his spirit. See, that's him pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. That's what that means in Joel 2. You know, where it says we will run like mighty men and climb the walls. That's when we get our the power of God on us that's so strong. It's just like uh, back in the book of Acts in the first church when they turn that city around in one day. This is what we're going to do. We're going to turn not just one day. It's going to be every day that we live until Jesus comes back. We're going to carry this power, amen? And this is not a cheap commodity. This is not something that you can buy. This is something that you wear, amen? But it's something that God is freely going to put on his people, those that love him and trust him, and, and those who will prepare for his, his covering. It's really it's his covering. It's his power. And we're going to walk in that power every day, 24-7, 365. It won't stop. Amen. This is not just one cataclysmic situation that's going to happen. This is going to be how we live. Amen. How we live. And I'm telling you, all we're going to do is come and just have testimony services where we, we talk about we're just going to get tired and we're going to say, well, we'll finish up tomorrow. And in the second row, I have testimony of how many people came to the Lord and signs and wonders, you know, and they're going to be done through us. Great, mighty deeds. And I'm telling you, we're going to raise the dead, heal the sick. No more people on drugs. Amen. But this is going to be a wonderful day in the Lord. You won't have to worry about your children getting hooked up with the wrong people. Because they're going to know how to speak to them, rebuke them. Amen. Stay away from them and lay hands on them and, get, and cast that thing out of them. Amen. I'm telling you. And this is the kind of, because this is the end time church. And we are the end time church. And but we can't go out like we in half stepping like we've been doing. We have to come with full measure because God is putting his anointing on people in full measure. And I'm telling you, people are going home to be with the Lord so fast and so quick, he is not wasting time with 
those that want, don't want to go forward. Amen. If they're saved and they love the Lord and they want to go home, they can go home and get a front row seat and watch us work. Amen. Amen. But me, I want to be in the fight. I want to be in the in the in the fight because I know who wins. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We win. Amen. God doesn't want us to be in a hurry any longer. He wants us to take time with him and talk. It's as simple as like you talk to your kids and you talk to God. Get to know him. But we have to be purified. We have to get all of the the bad stuff off of us and get the good stuff because God has only the good stuff to pour on to us. But we have to get cleaned. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we have to carry his glory after purification you know god is transforming his people but he have to restore restore comes first amen he has to restore us before he transform us but when we're transformed after the purification and after god puts his power and his glory on us i'm telling you it's going to be a, a great mighty thing and we're going to all partake of it. And I'm telling you, blessings, blessings, blessings. No, you ain't going to be poor. Amen. Not unless you want to. <laughs> the persecuted church will be no more. See, we're going through a lot of persecution right now. And that's why people don't want to be associated with being too Christian. Because we're being persecuted. But see, this is why God knows that it is time because, you know, these people like ISIS or whoever they are. You know, this I feel persecution has always been with us. It's just more open. But I'm telling you, the, God is saying in this hour, persecution no more. Amen. We're not the weak church, but we're the strong church. Amen. We're the men and women of God that will stand up and cast the devil out. us. won't be shrieking back because somebody's got a devil. They all got devils. A lot of them got devils. Amen. But you're going to see people straighten up and, and get free from all of this demonic activity. Because, you know, the devil takes advantage of people that don't know. Amen. But I'm telling you, that's not going to scare this end time army. I'm telling you, and this is why they're going to be like locusts. And they're not going to be afraid. Amen. Climb on the walls and run on the city. And, you know, and we're going to take authority over everything that's not like God. And we're going to be bold and courageous, you know, and not step back, not think of casting out a devil. You know, when people are sick, we'll go to their homes and lay hands on them, not sit up, stand in a circle and, you know, that, that, that stuff is later on for that. But I'm telling you, we'll just lay hands, you know, or say, come forth. You know, like Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And when he healed that little girl, they said, she's dead. He said, she's not dead. She's just sleeping. Because of revelation knowledge, God's going to heal a lot of people, a lot of his, his people. Now, when we go to the throne and meet God, he's going to heal a lot of us through revelation knowledge. Just speaking a word of revelation is going to heal his people. And this is just what's going on. People can partake. You might as well partake. You saved. Amen. Might as well walk around with some power. Amen. Yeah, people won't want you to work for them because you'll get everybody in there saved. Amen. No more, you know, being picked on and, and t treated wrong because you're a Christian. 
but you know we're not going to be a vulnerable church anymore where we're afraid to say say something and then we're quick to say you know they don't like me because i'm a christian you ain't running into that yet wait until the real thing comes amen honey everybody's gonna want to be on your team anybody with some sense they're they're not and i'm telling you this stuff is happening it's not what's going it's happening already amen and so get ready be ready hallelujah no more vulnerable church no more fear but wise like the, the five virgins you know no more foolishness but wise god will heal us through revelation knowledge the 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 revealed secrets are given to the what to the bride amen the bride gets the revealed secrets and we're going to know how to do stuff we're not going to be walking in in um confusion no confusion you're going to know what to do when you see somebody in trouble hallelujah but you'll know what to do let's go to esther 2 let's just read just for those that that don't know Esther 2, verse 9. We all know who she is. We've made ourselves. Hallelujah. Verse 9, it says, Now the young woman pleased him, and she obtained his favor. And this was the overseer, if I'm not mistaken. Well, she pleased the king, but the person that um, was working under the king, she got his attention too first. And this is why... He suggested after they want to get rid of Vashti, he said, why don't we take some, uh, you know, some maidens, you know, and and prepare them and, and bring them before the king and see who he favors. But before that could happen, of course, you had to be chosen. And so she got favor from everybody, even her uncle Mordecai, who she didn't have parents. And it's believed that because they have no uh, trace of where her parents who they were or where they came from and it is sad to believe that she was of a, a, a spiritual birth for such a time as this set on the earth and so her uncle uh adopted her and treated her as his own daughter so she she had favor with mordecai her uncle she had favor with the people who mordecai uh, worked for in the palace and everywhere where she got favor 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 everybody loved her because god put his favor on her amen hallelujah and so she was uh chosen and given a special uh the best i, I think they said the best apartment or the best living quarters in the harem and so her process started her um uh what is it her uh, purification process started so in verse 9 it says now the young woman pleased him and she obtained his favor so he readily gave beauty preparations to her besides her besides her allowance and that's food and all the other accommodations it says then seven choice brides uh, maid servants 
were provided for her from the king's palace, and he moved her and her maidservants to the best place in the house of the women. And Esther had not revealed her people or family, for Mordecai had charged her not to reveal it. And every day Mordecai placed in front of the court of the women's quarters to learn of Esther's welfare and what was happening. So in other words, he was going to the king saying, did he choose her yet? Did he choose her yet? I need to, I need to read that in the, thank you. Because he was concerned. He, he, she had gained favor with him and he wanted to make sure they didn't overlook her. As a father would do, amen. Choose my girl. Amen. I just wanted to know which one. This is, oh yeah, this is Amplified. I read nine. Let's read eight in the Amplified. It says, so when the king's command, when the king's command and his decree were proclaimed, and when many maidens were gathered in Shusham, the capital under the custody of Hegod, Esther also was taken to the king's house into custody of Hegai, uh, keeper of the women. And she had favor with him. It says, And the maiden pleased Hegai and obtained his favor. And he speedily, that's what I wanted because it's not in the King James. He speedily gave her the things for her purification. This is in the Amplified. And her portion of food and the seven chosen maids to be given her from the king's palace. And he removed her and her maids to the best quarters or the best apartment in the harem. And Esther had not made known her nationality or her kindred, for Mordecai had charged her not to do so. Amen. And so it says here, he speedily gave her the things for her purification. Amen. He speedily and faster because it keeps saying she had favor, favor, favor. So this is what I'm starting to understand about favor. Favor is fast. Amen. Faster than the speed of favor. Favor is speedily. That's why that's there because he kept saying she had favor with everybody. See, we live and we learn. Favor is, is free. As Kelly said, maybe not fair all the time, but it's free. Free but not fair, or is that what she said? Amen. It says, but favor travels fast, and it follows you. Amen. So she had favor, and she was speedily given everything for purification. Now, what were these things? Beauty pe- preparations. Why beauty preparations? Because God wants us to, <laughs> you know, wants us to look good. Amen. You know, in Persia, which I believe she was Persian, this was a rule that every woman had to be beautiful. So you did whatever. You better get them nails done and, you know, pluck them hairs out your chin. You couldn't be raggedy up there in Persia because they take you to jail. And so, you know, <laughs> amen. She needed to be beautiful on the inside also. She was beautiful on the outside. Amen. See, the beauty is, was with the oils and all of the, the uh, different things, the myrrh and the different things that 
they gave her to beautify herself, but also myrrh is like an antiseptic, and it gets rid of uh, wounds, you know, and if she had any any scratches or anything on, see, they were working on this. This is why it took so long. It was It was six months of beautification, and it was six months of purification, and so she was made pretty on the outside and all of these oils uh did different things for the body and so she was you know they rubbed and they did all of these things to make her perfect but also the purification on the inside was to cleanse her cleanse her heart cleanse her mind amen hallelujah this is what god wants us to do he wants us to be cleansed inside and out amen Hallelujah. And so this is what these oils did. It perfects us. She, see, this is what it was. This was a perfecting thing. They were perfecting her in every way, inside and out. So these oils perfected her, you know, because they worked as, as um, you know, it was probably something in there they had that got rid of wrinkles. They did it all inside and out amen because why because she had to prepare for the husband for the king for the king amen she wanted to be right inside and out for the king to please the king amen now why does god choose to do this because we please him amen just like esther pleased the king and so we please him in every way you know god he he made us and he created us and so he saw that his creation was marred and and we had some situations in our lives where we just completely messed it up and he wants to fix that and that's why i say god wants to fix us amen and then we have minds where we can't forget about our failures god's gonna heal that too healing wounds amen inside and out Myrrh also was a, a, let's say, a detoxing agent. So she was detoxed. That's why it took so long. Amen. Now, she went on nothing, but uh, myrrh and some of these costly ointments that they used on Esther, uh, some was an antiseptic, and then there was some detoxing agent to get rid of parasites because, you know, there were no hospitals back then and healed wounds. Now listen to this. God is getting rid of the same thing for us. Parasites. Amen. It's all kind of parasites. Amen. It's those that leech on. And there's those that's within. Getting rid of all of those. Healing hurts and wounds from others. Amen. Some of those uh, ointments acted like alcohol and cleansing agents i mean they just did the works you know back then they knew how what every oil would do and this is what they did outside and that purification on the inside you know her relationship with the king is what uh cleansed her and purified her on the inside and our relationship with the king is going to cleanse and purify us amen that's why the spirit and the bride said come will you come Amen. Or will you run? Yeah, that didn't go over well. She couldn't take hurts and wounds into the palace. We can't take hurts and wounds 
into the secret place. You can take them in, but you, you won't bring them out. Amen. Because, see, in this end-time army, you can't have hurts and wounds and do a, a, a good, you know, thing for God. You just have to let him have his way and let him do things the way he wants to do them. Bitterness, unforgiveness. You can't minister for God in this end time with that kind of stuff hanging on. Amen. You know, when God, you come out of the secret place, you're going to say hurts no more. Bitterness no more. Unforgiveness no more. It don't bind me any longer. I'm free. Amen. You know, disappointments. People have disappointed us you know and we don't have any control over this sometimes but i'm telling you in this end time uh harvest this thing that god is doing this purification period god is healing us and we are free you know and he that the sun sets free is free we will be indeed free amen hallelujah amen no more hindrances why don't we see this is the thing god wants us to have vision you can't have proper vision when with hindrances because you know what happens a fog comes i've been in the fog a fog comes somebody that just treats you wrong when you have done nothing but been good to them do you know the devil would use that to cause a fog to come over so you can't see clearly amen the devil have all kind of tricks and he use all kind of dummies to set a trap for you so that you don't see clearly so that you don't have good vision and so all of these things that hinder us god is coming after this is all this is why he says come amen he is saying come and don't be afraid because i'm just going to add to you take some stuff (laughs) some stuff that we don't need but god is going to replace this stuff that hinder us with things that we need amen hallelujah wouldn't it be nice if the prayer all you had to do is pray one prayer and take care of one situation whatever the situation comes every day whatever you you know like if you situation you know with your what you are doing at home wouldn't it be good if you just pray that one prayer and everything gets in that something we'll see that's the that's where we going amen you just say speak a word and it's fixed amen everything is fixed and so this is where god is going in this hour and and it's for us he's not doing this for himself he's he's doing it because he has faith in us that we can take this army of you know this world with devils and and holding people and poverty and sickness it's just so sad at the things that you know our lives may not be perfect but you start looking on facebook and looking at people calling in and want prayer and it's just the devil is just running rampant over the people of god and these people love god and they deserve to be helped well his end time army is coming as agents of of i i can't think of what i was gonna say but we're agents of help and we're gonna set things straight and wouldn't it be good to have that power to just fix situations amen your your friend who's um is that a son the, the girl yeah 
wouldn't it be nice that you could just speak a thing and she's detox. That's what's coming. See, if you apply yourself, you, all you got to do is humble yourself to God and, and get with him and pray with him, and he's going to put that power on you. That's what's, that's, amen, in our families, neighbors, you know, everything. Because God is not just going to use one or two. He's going to use all of us, amen, hallelujah, amen. Praise God. Esther would become the queen. And she would need to be free from distractions. See, all she, they couldn't put that title on her, and they couldn't put her in that position until she was purified, inside and out. Amen? And a, another part is she had to be spiritually prepared to fulfill. See, God had a purpose for her. All of this stuff is to fulfill God's purpose in our lives. It's all about God right now. Amen? It's all about the kingdom. And so God wants us to allow him by submitting, because there's plenty of people that's going to be called for this end time army. It's not going to do it. Because they ain't that, that, I don't want to fool with that. I just want to go to church. See, they're looking for a good sermon to take them from one week to the next. Those days aren't here anymore. Now, there's going to be churches that still operate like that, but not the end time army. Amen. The end time army is going to be in the thick of things. Amen. And enjoying the ride. It's not going to be toiling. And it's not going to be a lot of heavy work. This is going to be fun. Amen. Beating up devils is always fun. Amen. <laughs> Taking authority over what's not clean is fun. But we have to be free from distractions. Amen. Preparing for a touch from God to cleanse and heal us. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why God is placing his favor on us. His favor and then his, his um, pur- purification and then our trans, uh, transformation. But we have to be purified. Amen. We have to, because all he's trying to do is teach us and cause us to rule and reign as royalty. And people, I'm telling you, they know how to tell you, I'm highly favored, and I'm the child of a king. And da, da, da. Well, what does that mean to you? What do you do? What do that? And they can't tell you because it's just some mouth. But I'm telling you, this end time army is going to know who they are, say what they mean, and mean what they say. And they're going to they're gonna do exploits in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We're it. Amen. There's so many people that love the Lord and just are sitting waiting for this time so that they can come out of bondage and come out. I mean, this is good news to some people. Amen. And they're saying, I want to be that. I want to do that. I want to fight for God because you're in the war anyway. Get anointed. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Although God has given us favor. According to Amos 9.13, we must prepare to reign. See, this, this thing that God is doing, this purification and this transformation, it's so that we can reign. Amen. And I mean reign supreme. Amen. See, the people that didn't want to know you is going to want to know you. Be on your phone. And see, 
isn't it wonderful if we could if so many people that call us wouldn't it be nice if we had the answer instead of well maybe try this and do that you know whatever but really have the answer and see it and see it happen right there that's what's coming that's what's coming amen god is putting his we're wearing he's what he's putting that robe of righteousness on his see that white that white robe and that white wedding dress signifies purity it signifies righteousness and it's this wicked stuff's gonna stop because god i'm telling you if you one of them people that ain't living quite right and ain't doing what you're supposed god is coming for that and that's why most people don't want to go to the secret place but see it's like this you can go easy or you can come hard i'm going in easy voluntarily <laughs> i said come on god i'm guilty you know it i know it let's move okay get this over with but those that don't come willingly he's gonna he's gonna have his way amen and so you we are gonna see so many miracles amen we're gonna and it's gonna be like talked about over dinner with your family oh what'd you do today well, I, I cast out some devils. Josh should be on the phone. Yeah, I cast out three devils out of my classmates. They manifested on me, but, you know, I cast them out. And the, and the, the girl where they don't laugh out here. And Rachel would be saying, you know, Mommy, this girl had a devil. And I said, in Jesus' name, come on. What's it going to be about? and this is going to be talked about over the dinner table every day because this is going to be normal miss donna you ain't going to be able to text fast enough amen and you're going to have story after story after story of how many people was touched you know you're going to have to get a team to go with you want some bread how about that (laughs) take that devil (laughs) been hiding in that apartment for six months people are going to throw away canes and walkers they're not going to need that stuff anymore amen they're going to want to be on your team but you use wisdom in that amen god wants relationship he wants intimacy and he wants to purge us of all hurts wounds fears all this rejection people put on you. They feel like being bothered with you one day, the next day they don't. God is coming for all that stuff. He ain't, he, he ain't letting nobody slide under the radar. Amen. Haughtiness, pride, distractions, disappointments, depression, laziness, anger, unforgiveness. God's coming for all of that carnality. Amen. Hallelujah. Wrong thinking. God is going to touch our minds. Amen. So we won't think out of, you know, we won't think out of out of our hearts. I mean, you know, let me let me say this right. We won't let our minds lead us. We'll be led by our hearts, not our heads. Amen. And we'll keep this stuff where it's supposed to be. And when we know we have a wrong thought, we're gonna take authority over it ourselves. We're not gonna we're not gonna use it. Let it ride all week. And then, oh, I think I need deliverance when you get exposed. It ain't about, uh uh-uh. It's about God, take care of this. You know, I take authority over this wrong thinking in the name of Jesus, and it has to go. 
in Jesus' name. We're not. It's this other stuff. Not the time for it. We should have had fun when we had fun because it's the word. But this is going to be the easiest job you ever had. Amen. The easiest job. Amen. So we want to be fed without intimacy. Now, let me tell you what's going on right now. People want this. Oh, I want to walk in power. And I want to lay hands on the sick. And I want to see great. But they're going to try to do this without going to the secret place. They they want to be anointed, but they don't want to pay the price. You know what? The price is so little to me. It's just going to your prayer closet and that, so that God can heal you and fix you and put on, dress you like he wants you to be dressed. Amen. And it's the easiest thing, but people are going to not want to do it because they're afraid of God. Because they sit up and listen to this condemnation. They tell you, remember when you did such and such? Remember? See, and he's still mad. And did you repent? Did God really say? And all this crazy stuff. And they're going to settle for that. Rather, go to God and say, help. I'm just a wreck. Help me. Amen. People want to be fed. Because they love the word. Because they like rabbling it off to somebody else to try and make people think they're knowledgeable. But those days are gone because God ain't going to let us get away with that no more. Not going to do it. Honey, you're going to say what you mean and mean what you say. And if you don't know, you're going to be quiet. Amen. Amen. That's just just what time. And I'm thankful that I know that so I don't go doing that. Because we all try to slip and do that at some point. But, you know, God is, is giving us so much uh, wisdom. You know, it's kind of like <laughs> being breastfed. Amen. See, we want the nourishment of that milk. We want it in a bottle. Because to be breastfed, you have to communicate, touch. Well, y'all will get it later. Come here, Rachel. It's like this. To, you know, this is the baby, you know, and this is this is what? Relationship, intimacy. But people don't want this. They want, where's the glass? <laughs> All right, come back, Rachel. It's like this. Instead of embracing, it's like this. Here, go sit down. Drink that. There's your milk, you know. You see what I'm saying? That's what we want. Because we don't want that embracing intimacy with God. We just wanted to give me a, give me my blessing. I want it in a bottle, and I take it as I go. Because as long as I got my power when I get there, see, that's what we're looking for. Won't work. You get it, you got to get it through intimacy. It's going to be the real breast milk. Amen. In other words, you're going to have to lay upon his chest. And you're going to be healed. You know, you're going to have to have touch and relationship and intimacy to get this power. And getting it in a bottle. In other words... It can't be imparted, you know. 
no more. Won't be imparted. Be imparted by God. But you can't get, you know, it's just like I've heard some people say, I know this person has power. See, that's why people want to go to Benny Hinn's meetings and Reinhard Bonnke's meetings. They want to try to get suck something off of them. Not going to impart in the end time. Won't get it like that. Won't get a bottle. You got to get it by intimacy, by, you know, embracing God and sitting at his feet and, and just saying, you know, just being in awe of his love. And just, and every breath you take, his breath is, you know, and you grow and you grow in, in wisdom and in knowledge. Just being in his atmosphere. Who would want to not do, well, I know, religious. They don't want to pay the price for nothing. They just want to say, I got it. And they want to, they don't care if, if they fake it. They just want the accolades of what it, but when you, you no more bottles. And we ain't pumping. He ain't pumping either. Uh-uh, putting it in the bottle. Got to get it straight from the master. <laughs> Amen. It's called partaking of his love. And it involves intimacy. Being breastfed. And most of the babies, they don't they they don't want it's hard to get them to start latching on to that. But once they start, they don't want to let let go. <laughs> I, I saw some lady, she was talking about on Facebook, her, bo- her little boy was two, and he don't want to stop. I said, that's a man. <laughs> See, most people, they don't want to let go because they, they love that embracement. They love the closeness. You know, they love, and they'll tell daddy, get on out of here. He know it ain't his... They get greedy. That's where we're going to be forgotten. It's supposed to be. Amen. (laughs) Breastfeeding required. Amen. That's where trust is built. It's where submission and touching one's heart. Caressing and partnership. Parentship too. Love. All of those things you miss if you get it in a bottle. Amen. Let's go to Songs of Solomon. I forgot where that was for a minute. I'm almost done.
about your gadgets. Miss yeah. yeah. Nola don't have her gadget. Okay. Is it in front or in back? Okay, cool. There's a book that we don't go in much. Okay. Three verse one. And it says here, it says, by night on my bed, I sought the one I love. Don't get this twisted, young girls. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> where, where? <laughs> I sought him, but I did not find him. I will rise now, I said, and go about the city in the streets. I feel y'all come back. In the streets and in the squares, and I will seek the one that I love. I sought him, but I did not find him. The watchmen who go about the city found me. Hallelujah. I said, have you seen the one I love? Scarcely had I passed by them. Is that scarce? Scarcely, yeah. Had I passed by them when I found the one I love, I held him and would not let him go. I want to go back to the watchman. Amen. The watchmen who go about me, they go about the city. They found me. Familiar story. Amen. Don't ever run from the watchman because they can connect you to the one you love. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm loving this. (laughs) Have you seen the one I love? Amen. But when I found the one I love, I held him and would not let him go until I had brought him to the house of my mother and into the chamber of her who conceived me. And it says, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the does of the field. Do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases. Do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases. Amen. Verse 6 says, who is this coming out of the wilderness like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh? Hey, y'all there? Man. I'm, gonna see. I'm just going to see what you say. I'm just going to make it. I'm going to hold it for a little bit. <laughs> Who is this coming out of the wilderness like pillars of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all the merchants' fragrant powders? Behold, it is Solomon's couch with 60 valiant men around it of the of the valiant of Israel they all hold swords let's see if you can get any similarities being expert in war every man has his sword on his thigh because of fear in the night of the wood of Lebanon uh, Solomon the king made himself uh what is that palaquin palaquin what's that I I didn't hear you chariot. oh okay a chariot thank you maybe I should have known you got translation 
See there. See, my King James make me want to say la. That's how, that's how I get things. <laughs> if I don't say la, I don't get it. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, where was I at? Yeah, at that word. Chariot. It says, he made its pillars of silver, its supports of gold, its seat of purple, its interiors paved with love by the daughters of Jerusalem. Go forth, O daughters of Zion, and see King Solomon with the crown with which his mother crowned him on the day of his wedding, the day of the gladness of his heart. Hallelujah. Very, it's, it, do you see any similarities? Amen. This is out of the wilderness. So anybody say, I'm in the wilderness, tell them you ain't in the wilderness. You're out of the wilderness. Amen. See, we're about to be adorned. You know, the army that was ready for war. And they had them a, amen, had a sword, ready for war. It started with the watchmen. Did you under, did you get that? Amen. And they had been uh, uh, perfumed and oiled with myrrh and frankincense. They had gone through the purification process and the cleansing process. And so these are the men and women of God who are ready for war. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is why we need to be breastfed by God held tenderly close to him to to you know uh to receive strength to receive power from him direction um you know kids who do that are are more uh bold and because they know they're wanted they know they're loved and so that's us and these things you're just going to have to know. Because when the action or when the, you know, you God adorn us, it's no time to be falling back saying, I wonder, you ain't going to wonder about nothing. Amen. This is the wonder time now Amen. where you meet God in the secret place and get all of these things established. Amen. Amen. And you're going to know that you know that you know. You're going to know the enemy when you're around him. And you're going to know how to strike. And you'll be an arrow. Amen. You'll be uh, like a prize fighter. You'll know who the enemy is. And, and you'll know who your, uh, what is that, the person that fights with you. Whatever you would call him. Uh-uh, the, the person that fights, right? Mighty men, the army, the yeah your ally you'll know and you'll know the enemy you'll know these things you won't have to ask because you'll know amen because God is going to make sure that you know amen the spirit of the bride the spirit and the bride say come the bride and the Holy Spirit is the outpouring of God's glory the outpouring of his glory the out point of his power that's what's to come god will pour out his spirit upon all flesh and the bride is transformed or purified 
and the power is is on the bride. He'll he'll finally say, you know what, she's ready, and I'm gonna put now I'm gonna put my power on her. Come on into the palace and dwell with me, Amen. And he'll adorn her with power, authority. I mean the real stuff. See, because we have that now, but we don't walk in it. You know, we'll do a little bit of. You know, but he's going to cause us to dwell because we're going to get it firsthand. Amen. And we'll be his, his arrows. We'll be his uh, people. It'll, it'll be like David. He didn't have, he, you know what? A Goliath bullied everybody in that army. But he says, I'm going to take your head off. And he said, I'm going to feed it to the birds. Because Goliath was going around scaring everybody, you know. But he he just said, <laughs> he looked at, at David, and he was telling David what he was going to do. And David just looked at him. He said, I'm, no, I'm going to take your head off. Amen. And he knew what he was saying. He meant what he was saying. Amen. <laughs> Wasn't just some talk to make people think you got it going on. Amen. Hallelujah. So God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And this is the bride when we are transformed. We'll carry his glory. This is all about glory. This is not nothing about nothing else. See, it's like this. It's God's time. But he's a good parent. He's a good God. So he's going to give us everything that we pray. Every prayer he remembers, he's going to act on it. Amen. You remember when uh, at Ziklag and David went and recovered all? This is recover all time. Amen. Recover all. Now great, go do great acts in my name. Amen. Go do great acts in my name. Hallelujah. But we will recover all. Everything. And so God will teach us. See, we need that. Um, purification period and we need that intimacy because he's got to teach us how to balance and juggle all this stuff because we don't know because we've never done this before amen and so we need the closeness we don't know how to we don't know how to do these things but God does amen because see this is not um, this we're talking about his glory his power his authority amen and so no more will we be the persecuted church. The weak Christians are scared of everything. No, God don't like that. I have one more scripture. It's in Habakkuk 2. Hallelujah. And I know I'm going to need a... Let's see. I know I'm going to need the Amplified. Two fourteen. It's either four or fourteen. I think it must be fourteen. This is for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge. See, that's what we talk about knowledge. Amen. Uh oh, something happened. 
Oh, there it is. It's, it's back. Oh, sorry about that. It says, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. See, we don't have all of this yet. But we will. We're headed there. It says, as the waters cover the sea, woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink that putteth thy bottle to him and maketh him drunk also that thou mayest look on their nakedness. In other words, wickedness, go. Amen. No more living like that. Amen. But behold, God is, is, well, let's go to 13. It says, behold, is it not the Lord of hosts that the people shall labor in, in the very fire and the people shall weary themselves for very, for very vanity? I don't know what yours say, but let me. Can I can I get your uh, trying to get the amplified in thirteen? It says, "Behold, it is not by appointment of the Lord of hosts that the nations toil only to satisfy the fire that will consume their work, and the peoples weary themselves only for emptiness, falsity, and futility." It says, for the time is coming when the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And woe to him who gives his neighbor drink, who pours out your bottle to them and adds to it your poisonous and blighting wrath and also make them drunk that you may look on their stripped condition and pour out foul shame. On their glory. And I'm going to read 16. It says, You yourself will be filled with shame and contempt. In other words, don't do nothing mean to nobody because it'll come back on you. That's what this is saying. Hallelujah. Now ain't the time. Okay, because it talks about um, drink also and be like an uncircumcised heathen. It says this, it'll be flipped on you, the cup of wrath. And the Lord's right hand will come around to you. O destroyer, and foul shame shall be upon your own glory. It says, For the violence done to Lebanon will cover and overwhelm you, and the destruction of the animals which the violence uh, frightened away will terrify you on account of men's blood and the violence done. But see, that's the heathen, that's not us. Amen. But I'm going to stop there. But all I can say is God is having his way this year. God's going to do his thing. We got to let him. Amen. God is raising up the powerful. Raising up the dedicated. Amen. He's pouring into us what we need to do this last work. Thanks, Ava. Sorry about that. And he says we're going to, we're going to let God do what he wants to do. Amen. First Thessalonians three thirteen talks about being established being established in holiness, and that's us. No, He's establishing us in holiness. Amen. So stay focused on what God has for us. 
God is going to transform his bride so that she'll finish strong. And this is what he wants us to do. Why us? Because we're the salt of the earth and we're the light. And we need to know our value. We're God's treasure. There's a treasure in earth and vessel. And God wants us to know who we are and whose we are. That's why we don't do more. This is what I believe. I could be wrong. I believe we could go out and do exploits now, just like. But you know what's stopping us? We ain't sure. We don't know who we are. Amen. We kind of know. But we don't, this is what I want to say. We don't know if it's going to work. Amen. And, it, and if it works, when, if and when it does work, we know that's an accident. A <laughs> faith accident. Amen. Amen. Like this uh, devil came in in Sheree's office, visited her again, and she would call me, GG. <laughs> what is this? What is this? But see, we going to know. But you, she did the right thing, but wouldn't it be good if you kind of could have shh? With one look, and he would run, hit his knees, hit his knees. See, that's what's coming. It's going to be a difference. And we're going to know that we know that we know who we are. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we're the bride. And we wear the righteous white robe. And we're fully equipped to do exceedingly and abundantly all that God could ever call us to do amen why don't we stop so father we thank you for your word amen thank and praise you lord hallelujah you know i I just want to thank god for doing this in my generation amen thank you lord hallelujah i'm just thankful and I'm going to tell you something. Don't worry about those that you love that has gone on to be with the Lord. They get a front row seat. They are not left out. Amen. Praise God. So, Father, bless us today. Thank you. We're the bride. You're the bridegroom, Lord. And we trust you. No more doubting. No more fear. But we have boldness in you. Because you're preparing us. And we're not going to run from you anymore, Lord. But we will come to the throne room of grace and meet you there every day. Make more time for you so that you can shower us with what we need. Hallelujah. So the people at our jobs will get saved. And no longer will they come after us. But they'll come to us in a different and a new and a glorious way. Amen. Hallelujah. Wanting what we have. Wanting to serve the God that we know. And we thank and praise you, Father. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. If there's anybody that needs prayer, I'll pray for you for before we leave.